0: Well, welcome back to another great episode of the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. I'm Nick, and with me as always is Anthony the Rook, TJ, who's hammered, and our guy Sal the intern, that guy Sal. All right, guys. Also, just to remember, we are available
2: on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search at Scoreboard Addicts. Uh, Twitter is at Score Addicts Pod. Uh, but always scoreboard addicts, search for us in all those social medias. we um, Facebook. And then now we are going to be on Tiki Live. Just look it up uh, tikilive.com slash channel slash belly up, which is the Belly Up Sports TV network. We will be on uh, Tuesdays at 930 and every Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, Tuesday's episodes will be our Screen Addicts, um, which is our movie review segments that we do, uh, podcasts. And then we also have a Saturday. That is going to be just a replay of our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, uh, and pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. So check us out there. Uh, Be sure to tune in to TE Live and then stick around and uh, watch all the other great content that we have here at Belly Up Sports Network. Um, What's your handle, Nick?
0: My handle is on Twitter is at jabberj. That's Jabber jabb A B B three R J J-A-B-B-3-R-J on Twitter, and then we have TJ
2: with TJ needs a beer because he's always Simple. hammered. No, and then I'm I'm at the Rook twenty two. Welcome back, boys. What's up? What's
0: up, Nick? I feel like I'm yelling? I'm yelling. I feel like I'm yelling. i no, you're, okay. you're just I'm excited. Really motivated. You're just I'm excited. Brian, really yeah, two goals excited. tonight. That, that's what it was, is I, I saw Revo. I get to saw Revo get two goals. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm screaming for the Hattie. I really am. I'm like, I think that would be his first career hat trick, I think. Um, pretty awesome. And I would I would love to see that right now. First two goal games since uh 2013. Yeah, yeah. And uh and this would uh I mean they, they came out real ugly and flat today. They but they we'll, we'll but talk about that back. in a minute. Um Interesting week in sports, not exactly the busiest week in sports, but a lot of interesting stuff going on, uh, Knicks, Nets, uh, NFL playoffs, a super bad wild card weekend, um, Rangers, uh, Yankees doing some movement and some news coming out with uh, potential free agents, signing some international free agents, and uh, Baseball America's Top 100 coming out. Um, but we're going to start off with a new segment, it's called Does Gen Z Know? And here we've got our intern, Stack guy, Sal. And we're going to ask him a question about some 90s stuff that he may not know about because he was born after the year 2000, born in the new millennium. So the first thing we're going to ask wait, our guy, Sal, is... Wait, hold on. Start- go ahead. I do want to just preface this because
2: the reason why we came up with this was after we recorded last week's show, we... We kept, we hang around afterwards. You know, we all talk, about, we, we bullshit a little bit. So Sal's hanging out with us, and I made fun of Nick for wearing Jankos. And then Sal oh. was kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what Jankos are. So we had him Google it, and he was like, wow, those are really wide pants. pants he, yeah, it was, fa- it was fascinating to me that he had no idea what Jankos
1: no, I have no clue what they were. You know, you know <laughs> what Jankos stands for, right, Rook?
2: What's it? Well, Yeah, what does it stand for? I
0: forgot. Judge none,
2: choose one.
0: Well, I'm judging, and so sad. So. So, <laughs> oh so, <laughs> All right, Jenkos so are fucking incredible. If you skated, if you didn't skate, then you you didn't wear fucking Jenkos. That's it. I True. skated. I wore chain and Jenkos because I skated. So
1: yeah, e- I mean, I am I wrong?
0: No, dude. Jenko jeans were the shit. Thank you.
2: They were in the nineties. The fucking flamer heads right. and shit. We're in twenty twenty two now, boys.
0: Got to. I'm gonna go on go skating <laughs> after this. So I'm gonna go ice skating too. I'm sorry. What, what are you wearing right now, Rook? I'm wearing a Joe Burrow jersey. But you're a Giant uh, fan,
2: right? I'm a Joe Burrow fan, though. No,
0: nah, you're a Giant fan, though, right? It's all right. Um, He's a giant twat is what he is. Wait, can oh. I say twat?
2: Come on. You can't use that language.
0: I'm going to bleep that out later. You have to bleep that out. That's too, that's too harsh. Uh, anyway.
2: <laughs> Try to get back on track here, guys. We're doing a show. We're trying to be professionals.
1: So, it's uh, Gen so, uh, Z, do
0: you know what that word uh, means, Sal?
1: Yeah. All right. All right. There we go.
0: So does Gen Z know? Sal, do you know what a Tamagotchi
1: is? Kind of. It's it's something goes on a keychain, right? It's like a game that was on a keychain. It is. I know what they. I know what they are. I just never played one. So they okay. they
0: made a reemergence uh, as of late, a little kid uh, add really? on toy. But when we were yeah. younger, they were the shit. Everybody had Tamagotchis in class, used to get them taken away. And essentially it was what were they? it was a virtual pet that you had to yes. feed and take care of and clean up all its poop. Oh, so and it was like got, a Nintendo. Yeah, pretty much. It was a Nintendo Small but for Nintendo. a virtual pet that you had it had just constantly shit everywhere, like it had fucking typhoid <laughs> and it was yeah, making and the Oregon Trail. Run, it, it would die. Yeah, it, exactly. So there would be like it. a little marker about how old it was. Yeah. Oh, and I think it got to the point where they would start to evolve. I think they got as like the, the next gen Tamagotchis started to evolve. Oh, I don't remember them evolving. If you so. had them once Pokemon came out, that was the next thing was like, yeah, all right, well, we got to drop a new Tamagotchi, but it's got to evolve. And then if I remember right, I if I remember, weren't there like a Tamagotchi where you could battle them? Like you could lock them with your, but it wasn't Tamagotchi. Oh, I've heard of
1: that. Right? Yeah. So no,
0: I like think that. that's a thing, yeah, yeah, I think but, uh, all right. So wait, he has wait, a big, leader. big, I think. I think it was gigapets. A gigapet, you could yeah. actually like plug yeah. them together and you could fight them, yes, you could. That was one of the Three. things yeah.
2: But the Tomogachi was great, it was like a size of like an egg, it was like this big, maybe it came it in like an like, egg shaped yeah, thing, it yeah, out, like, yeah. a keychain,
0: key yeah, a keychain. But uh, essentially, if you didn't pull it out in class and clean up after it and feed it, mm. it would be dead by recess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you would get it taken it away. Really you get your Tamagotchi back, it'd be dead, and you'd just be like, You killed my pet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you have a streak going, you don't want to keep murdering them. All right, Rook, hit him with the next one. All
2: right, so the next one is Pogs. Do you know what Pogs are?
1: Not a clue. Do you know what Slammers <laughs> and I'm not are? even. Gonna, what I'm guess? not even gonna lie, I looked it up, but before that, I had no idea what they were. <laughs> what did you think? Before
2: you looked it up, what did you think Pogs were gonna be?
1: I didn't even have a thought, honestly. I had no idea. I never heard of it. Yes. Yeah, so Tamagotchi's I've heard of, but not Pogs. So there was a
0: game with Pogs. There we go. Nick Rangers Celebrity. Goal, boys. Sorry to interrupt. Rangers Goal. Let's go. Play the Rangers music. <laughs> it's copyrighted. I'm, not, I'm I not going to jail for you or
2: anybody. <laughs> so anyway, Pogs were like, um, they're like images on the like little circles. And they mm-hmm. used, to play, used to play games. You would collect them. And then they used to have slammers. 'Cause it's part of the game where you would slam the pog with a heavier pog. And they were like sometimes they had like indents, right. the cooler po the cooler slammers had the indents of in your hand, so you actually know how to hold it correctly. Oh, <laughs> think really? about uh,
0: slam it on. Think about a uh, 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 Pretty much a cardboard uh, bottle cap yes. that had different images on it. There, there you is. go. And you'd stack them and then you'd throw a metal bigger one to knock them down. And if the pogs flipped upside down, you got to keep those pogs. Yes. But what they came out with later on was a pog maker where you can essentially take any image out of a magazine that you wanted and glue it to the top of a piece of cardboard and stamp it out and make your own pogs. So it was essentially just a waste of paper that you just threw a metal, you know, silver dollar looking thing at to collect your friends and take it away from him. and It was yeah. like card trading, but for even worthless paper. So they
2: all yeah. had
1: different <laughs> images on it. Yeah, you I could buy them that way. You
0: could make them that way. They had hologram ones.
2: It, yeah, yeah, hologram king ones were badass. You would be like king of the schoolyard if you want a couple
0: holograms. And they, and they came in long tubes. Yes, they did come in long That's tubes. Where you kept all your pogs in a long tube. You There's could hide like, them in the prison pringles. wallet in school so they didn't get taken away. They were like Pringle tubes. Uh, <laughs> But uh, these these are pogs. But technically, uh, so in the in the military, when we go overseas, we're, we don't bring um, metal money. I don't, I don't, I guess because we don't want to lose precious metals in foreign foreign countries. So whenever mm-hmm. we go to like to the exchange, instead of giving us back a quarter or a dime or a nickel, they give us back pogs that are worth a nickel.
1: Oh, really? That's actually yeah. pretty funny.
0: That's
2: pretty cool. That's yeah, really. that How is, easy are those so to five count? fit? Yeah, that's 10 cents. Nick could make a killing if he
0: just counterfeits these. That's a quarter. <laughs> well, listen, you Pretty go, sure that'd listen. be a federal cl- crime, but uh, I mean, hey. I'm telling you right now, you don't go to the PX and try to steal, okay? Military bases are the safest places on earth, and we have cops on those bases, and they want nothing more than to actually say that they did something today. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody does something quasi questionable, not even illegal, but like you're like whoa, that that guy just jaywalk. You're down on the ground with your hands behind your back by some freaking juiced up freaking MP or DOD cop. So Sal, That was uh, it was interesting. I mean, we'll come up with more '90s. On, on, I got one yeah. more. I got one more. You got one. I got on, one. Go. Uh, going with the skaters reference. Do you know what soap shoes are? Oh, oh that's nah. cool. So essentially, oh, you know dear. what, uh, when kids would skate, you know, they would. Yeah. Do you know what grinding yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, I, how you, you know yeah. if you're skating, you jump up on a rail or a ledge and you slide across it. So what soap shoes were is they were regular sneakers and inside the arch of your foot yep. would be a plastic piece that you can then jump up on a rail, run up to a jump up on a rail and grind down a rail or grind on a curb or any ledge. You know, that was uh, slicked up or made of marble or something like that. So it was essentially the grinding portion of skating while walking around. Yeah. So it made it awesome when you wore your uh, soap shoes to school. And, <laughs> you know, like where I went to school, all the steps are marble. And then you just wreaked havoc on those marble steps. Granite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was It was. fun, though. It was, it was a good way to roll an ankle. Were you one of those in, kids uh, that carried program? around a, a fucking stick of wax in your pocket? Always. Always. <laughs> so when we were younger, we
2: would, you know, uh, wear our soap shoes with Jenkos, and uh, carry on a tuba
0: pogs with a Tamagotchi on our keychain.
2: Me
1: with a Tamagotchi on the keychain. Yeah, but that
0: keychain was attached to my chain. Yes. On to my chain the, wallet on the Jenkos. Yeah. yeah. To my chain wallet. My niece yeah. has a chain wallet, I, yeah. and and I saw it yesterday. She has no wallet attached to it, and she was wearing it on sweatpants. <laughs> but I was proud that she had a chain on.
1: Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> and and she was wearing Doc Martens too. Yeah. I got her a pair of Doc Martens for Christmas, so she's. I had, I had my uh chain wallet chain taken away from me going into Blink One Eighty Two Green Day, and it was added to about a thousand, a bucket of a thousand other chain wallets because that's what everybody brought there, and they're like, "Yeah, no, no weapons." It's like, but how is my wallet going to stay attached to my pants? Favorite. I've ever heard in my life. I had my chain wallet taken on my way to Blink One Eighty Two Green Day. <laughs> yeah. What a 90 state. That was a great. That was a great. Pulled out my Nokia and called my mom, and I'm like, "This is bullshit, mom, <laughs> dude. I got a Travis Barker's drumstick from that. Uh, it was a good night. Other than uh, did losing you, my change, did you, did you smuggle it out in your jail pocket? No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Mine was already full. Somebody else had oh, to really? take it out. <laughs> he kept the pogs back there. Okay, so. As we're here with stack guy, Sal, before we send him on our way, Sal, why don't you talk to us about the Brooklyn Nets and what they're doing these days?
1: Yeah, uh, a little rundown. Kevin Durant, unfortunately, bad news. Yeah, this weekend out. got hurt. Yeah, he's out four to six weeks. Left MCL strain. Along with the ashy. That's tough. Yeah, along with the ashy ankles. that need <laughs> looking for <laughs> So he'll be out for four to six weeks, so that's a bummer. Um, but good news. The next 11 to 14 games are away games. So Kyrie will be playing a lot. So that's big. Because if if, if we had a stretch where it was 11 out of 14 home games, we'd be in a little trouble. Yeah, would be. It would be be a problem.
2: Is Kyrie Um, ready to play, though?
1: Yeah. No, he's been playing. He's been doing good. Oh, yeah? He's been doing really good.
2: I don't follow the Nets so clearly.
1: <laughs> no, he's been he's he's been doing good. The you only know, problem is the Nets are so inconsistent. Like last week, we talked about it a little last week. The Chicago Bulls—they had a big game.
2: Yeah, lost one. Cru-
1: and they crushed the Nets. Crushed them.
2: Yeah, the Nets destroyed them.
1: Absolutely <laughs> crushed them. But then the next day, literally the next game, they lose to OKC, a bad OKC yes. team. I did. Like, see I don't. That. I don't get how you can go from just crushing the Bulls, the, top, the team that's at the top of the conference, to losing to OKC the next game. That's, uh, it's, I don't get how that can happen.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. But what about what, – did they play any other games last weekend? Or that was just uh...
1: – uh, They played against the Hornets. They beat them. And then on Monday night, they lost to the Cavs. The Cavs are good.
2: The Cavs are pretty They're good. They're not bad. Yeah. They're
1: not bad. But the Nets should be beating these teams. That oh, Net, yes. should have beat the Cavs. They should have beat OKC. The Hornets. They should have. They should have did a better job with them. They won the game, but they should have. It, it, they should have crushed them. Um, they I heard the fell. Cavs are
0: America's team. I read that somewhere today.
1: America's <laughs> team.
0: That's what I read someplace today. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I always knew it was kind of bullshit when people say, oh, the Cowboys are America's team. I'm like, I didn't get a vote on that one. I couldn't mm-hmm. say that. But I saw like, somebody weekend. was like, America's team is back on tonight. And it was the Cavs. And I was like, really? Them two? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. Um, Twitter's a crazy place to be. Nets felt to third in the conference. Uh, they're only half a game out of first. Miami and, yeah, Miami and Chicago are in first place right now. So they're only half game out, but with KD out for four to six weeks, you know, you got to pick up the pace. You got to start winning, putting a good stretch on. Um, there was also a rumor today, actually a rumor for the last few days, that James Harden is open to being traded. I don't know if you guys heard that, but he's open to being traded this summer. Who cool. Wow. That was that was kind of surprising when I heard that today. Uh, <laughs> one of the teams that are interested in him, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. And I also heard that they might do a swap with Harden and Ben Simmons. I, oh. I heard another rumor like that too. So some interesting stuff going on. What do ben you think? He wants to leave after the season? I, I just heard it was a rumor going around. That Harden is open to being traded this summer. It might be after the season. Okay. So we'll see what happens. But Philly is a possible destination, and with the situation with Ben Simmons right now with Philly, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Simmons is a net next season.
2: So what? How does that make you feel? If it's a straight up trade, James Harden for Ben Simmons, that's something to me. It's something a downgrade.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty much a downgrade. I wouldn't be too excited about that. I'm not a big Ben Simmons, fan. I'm just a Ben Simmons fan.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. I would imagine most people aren't.
1: Uh, wouldn't, no, wouldn't,
2: especially when honestly. The
1: ball. I hope Harden just stays. I hope they only. So trade you would go in. from
2: someone who always shoots the ball to someone who never shoots the ball.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm not a Ben Simmons guy, but they won again. They won tonight against the Washington Wizards. So.
2: know. Was it on the happened? road or away? I mean it was in the road or home
1: home game. Thing it was away.
2: All right. So they had Kyrie at least. So
1: they had Kyrie.
2: I guess it's good to have the reinforcement of Kyrie being able to play on the on the road. Came at a good time. KD gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you have this 11 out of 14, you know, away game. So that's positive for the Nets then coming up.
1: I, I, each away team they have is a must win because you have Kyrie. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, don't you have Kyrie, if you don't have Kyrie, you're in trouble right now because KD's out. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
2: Well, besides so what's that, how when when uh,
0: when they come back to New York and Kyrie's not playing again, what I said. So, what's the plan? What's the plan when they come back to New York and Kyrie's not playing again, but uh, Durant's still out.
1: You probably they're probably gonna have to put more minutes on Patty Mills. Probably gonna be playing. They're gonna definitely be playing Aldridge and Blake Griffin more with KD out. They're going to be mm-hmm. giving him more minutes. And ah, I like them, but they're not the answer to, for, to KD being out. Like, I feel like we need to go make a trade. I'm not sh- – you really can't make a trade because KD is irreplaceable. Yeah. So wh- wh- whatever you're getting for him from, to replace him, it's not going to be a good replacement because it's not KD. So. That's true.
0: We'll move on from the Nets. I think we we thank Sal for his time tonight. He's going to stay on you. the sidelines for us,
2: thank Looking you, up, Sal. We appreciate we you, you No
1: problem. No problem. Appreciate I'll you,
0: be sir.
2: here. All right. Thank
1: so
0: you. We'll talk to you later. We'll bring you back uh, towards.
2: All the right. right. All, All, right. Right. All, All right. right. See you guys let
1: later. Let that thank lady you.
0: behind you know she's on on TV now. Um, uh, the New York Knicks return of Kimball Walker and a heartbreaker of a loss last night. Uh, they go. They lose to the Mavericks at literally the last five seconds of the game. They lose. Uh, I believe it's one twelve to one ten. And I, I I watched the ending of that, oh, and I that that sucked, man. That really did suck. And again, why the hell uh, was the uh,
2: Timberwolves
0: not the? Oh, was it? I'm sorry, it was the Timberwolves. Yeah. My my mistake. I'm sorry. They did beat up the Mavericks recently, though. That was that was yeah, that was last week. Um, was, uh, yeah, all the weekend. Uh, thanks, That one. I went to sleep directly after that. Thank you, Sal. Um, I was literally in bed watching it on my phone as I was trying to go to sleep. Yeah. But uh, but they lose. And, and, and the question everybody's asking is why is Julius Randle hanging out around the three-point line all the time now? And, and you know, the complaint is for a lot of Knicks fans is, you know, shooting 43s a game is not going to help us win when we don't have anybody that can hit a three. You know, but that's analytics yeah. ruining basketball as it has every other sport. Yeah,
3: people who the
0: game telling people how to play the game.
2: Yeah, well, you get more points from a three pointer than you do inside. But if you think about percentages, I mean, shots inside are obviously more likely to go in than outside shots. But the outside shots get more points. so I guess that's where it balances out. I think they pretty much eliminate what they're trying to eliminate is the mid range game with the analytics, and because it. It, it doesn't make sense for you to have a low, a lower percentage shot that's worth two points, where if you take a couple steps back, you hit a three, it's three points. Even though it's a high, it's a lower percentage to make it, but it's a higher reward because it's three points. It is, but That's then right, it's also a lot
0: of it's a lot of back and forth with a lot, a lot less. Uh, I mean, a lot less contact. Basketball is boring already because there's no contact. You give somebody a dirty, dirty look, and oh, <laughs> moving on from the oh, return to Kemba Walker. Kemba right. Walker had a great game last night. Yes, the thing is, the Knicks who I think cares
2: more games with him in the lineup.
0: Just <laughs> son of a bitch!
2: I'll remove him soon. Knicks, Knicks actually, their their winning percentage with him in the lineup as opposed to him out of the lineup is much better. Um, so I get whatever happened between him and Tibbs, and Tibbs did want to use him, but <laughs> but he needs to be in the lineup. He's playing well. He plays well when he gets in there. So I mean, I mean, it was good to see him have a good game. I like this season for the Knicks that we've seen R.J. Barrett take the next step. We did sell RJ Barrett shirts. We were told to bring them down, so we can't sell them anymore. But RJ Barrett is playing incredible. I like to see him, you know, taking that next step this year, uh, and maybe even become that number one guy. The Knicks made the trade for Cam Reddish, who is also a Duke alumni. Uh, Barrett and Cam both played together, so that's that's important to have that uh, that chemistry already there. To get it's him created to some Zion talk, but I don't think we're getting Zion. I don't think we are either. Zion's Even the
0: Giants huge. and the Jets are more likely to get Zion than the Knicks are.
2: He, he's he's also like out of
0: shape right now. People keep making fun about how he's gained so
2: much weight during his injury because he hasn't. Been he is a
0: big boy. He looks like so, a defensive end. Yeah. So who knows what he's going
2: to look and, like? And and I, look when I mean better.
0: defensive end, I don't mean an edge outside linebacker defensive end. I mean <laughs> hand in the ground, O.C. Minura friggin'. Yeah. Michael Strahan in, in the late – in the early 2000s type of defensive end.
2: My favorite is the – Not the a mean. John Abraham,
0: but like a Reggie White.
2: Yes. And my favorite is the meme. They put his face on uh, Booger McFarlane's face. You ever see that? I mean, body. They put him on his body. I've never like seen it looks, that. It looks exactly like – I wish I had the picture here. But <laughs> it looks just like – it looks as if it's it's just true. It's like that's what he looks like now. But yeah, I mean, it generates that buzz about Zion coming here. I don't really like that. I don't want to do may, I would not want to make that move only because like I said, he's in, injury prone, he's out of shape. Um you also have um right now with, you know, Cam Branesh coming over. They did get rid of, you know, Kevin Knox, who really wasn't
0: <laughs> he, he, <laughs> I can't even talk this guy. We're done, we're done with this we're done with this guy. Uh that guy Sal, says this generation's Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> it's been removed from the chat. Um, Which is a great, great observation by Sal. This yes. generation, is Charles Barkley. Except yeah. Charles Barkley, it was good, and he was in Space Jam.
2: Yeah, he was an all star. Uh, you know, he never won a ring, but he was always there. He's all star player, great player. Well, they didn't have super teams back then.
0: You actually had, had to be good on a team by yourself. Yeah, and then like build the team around you. You didn't didn't uh, get yeah. to call up your best friends and say we're gonna start a, a team together. Exactly.
2: Otherwise, he would have probably would have formed with Michael Jordan, and that team would have been unstoppable. Yeah. But anyway, so the Knicks traded away Kevin Knox, which is important. I mean, that's he was a first round pick. Uh, didn't really do too much. He had one really good month when he was a rookie. He was like rookie of the month in December in his first year, uh, but not really much after that. He's playing a little better the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, not insanely great, but uh, obviously good enough to get us the. Uh, to make the trade for Cam Reddish, and then we traded away a heavily protected uh, Charlotte first-round pick. So that's that's good too, because that's not even like it was a guaranteed first-round pick, because it was heavily protected. So uh, that's good news as well. So I think I think it's I think it's a good trade for the Knicks. Uh, we'll ultimately see how this pans out with Cam Reddish joining the, the lineup, but uh, you know we'll take it from there at that point. And hopefully the Knicks can get back on track. I mean, they're not really playing that great. I think they're if Sal could look it up for me, but I think they're in like the, the playing game right now, if they're they're even, I think, or like one game short of even because of last night. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're ninth or 10th. So they would be in the, the playing game, which is you got to win one and then you have to win a second game. Uh, afterwards. So, uh, but you know, we still enjoy our Knicks. Uh, they're 11th place, so they're actually out of the playing game. Then, um, they're but they're close there. They're there. I mean, they're fighting when for it. There's plenty of games left. There's tons. There are 22 and 23. I, I was right? up there like a game yeah.
0: under 500. You're right, a game under 500. Yep, you're right. So that's why last night was a fucking heartbreaker. Yeah, I so got Anthony MSG
2: was was brokenhearted. Yeah, you, he you would have been over a 500, which would have been great.
0: Uh, there we go, another goal for the New York Rangers. It was that Adam Fox with another
2: goal? Yeah and now since we're talking about the New York Rangers I don't I don't have anything else but the New York Knicks
3: The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.
0: Um, but let's so bring let's... back TJ, our Rangers guy. But uh, talking about new about hockey, uh, New York Rangers just win. Uh, they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3. Uh, to three. Uh, Rangers have the third best record in the NFL. Well, not record, but they have the third in points in the NHL right now. Um, T, some thoughts. Wait, do we have a Rangers correspondent? I forgot. Do we have one? Yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure I'm I think I'm looking at him. What's his name again? His <laughs> name is Thomas Doyle Jr. Is TJ because it's Thomas John or because it Thomas Jr. Thomas John <laughs> it's both. It's both. Tommy John. So let's break this down. Let's let's break this down. Let's break down a real New York hockey team. Shout out to Butch Goring. Okay. He doesn't need to salt his sidewalks this weekend. There's enough porn off the fucking guy because he can't handle that. Where are the Islanders, Nick? Oh, that's right. Dead last in the Metro. I, I think they have 28 points. I think the Rangers I'll have double the amount of points right now than the Islanders do, those great Islanders. And shout-out to Boomer Esiason, who's like a half a freaking Ranger fan at this point. I'm sick of that guy talking up the Islanders because your son in law is on the team. You're allowed to hate your son-in-law. I'm not sure who didn't tell him that, but you're allowed to hate your son-in-law, especially Most he's an Islander. hate their son-in-law. Yeah, he's an Islander. Enough with this train of trying to talk them up. Boomer, but, that guy's what? banging your daughter, all right? <laughs> this is too funny. He's putting his yeah. place in her place where she it's came out of everyone. your wife's place. Yeah. Yeah. Hate the guy. Hate the guy. <laughs> Matt Martin, great hockey player. But when you play for the Islanders, who cares? Fall down a well. Stay there for the season. Who gives a shit? But Good. don't want to get off track. I I to the to the shout Islanders, out awesome Butch Goring out and well. his saltiness. Okay. Let's see. The Rangers, since. Uh, Let's see, where we, the loss to the Golden Knights, we beat the Ducks 4-1, to the Kings beat us 3-1, to then we destroyed the Sharks 3-0. We had a great game against the, the Flyers, 1-3-2, to and then we just beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3, who were rolling at this point, who, I mean, if you haven't watched, uh, Matthews out there is just a scoring machine, but not tonight because you can't kick the puck in the net. Sorry. All right. The Rangers are on fire. I love seeing Reeves get two goals tonight. Not just one, but two goals tonight. First and second goal of the season. And and you know what? It's well-deserved because the guy is a fourth-line machine. He goes out there. He bangs bodies. He gets gritty. He goes in the corners. He works that puck loose, okay? He gives you everything you could possibly want off a fourth-line big man, and then he just finally put a puck in the net, did it, it twice and showed you that he is probably one of the best well-rounded big men out there on the ice. So shout out to Reeves. Awesome addition this year. I knew it was going to pay dividends. It's exactly what the Ranger fans wanted and needed going into the season. And I cannot shoot this guy enough accolades. The guy does it all. He's a tremendous... Person on the ice everybody's feeling his presence I don't know if you guys saw the little clip of him chasing people around during practice asking them uh who's gonna win the Super Bowl but he lightens the load out there he 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 brings that funny uh energy to to the team little life on and off the ice I, I absolutely love the addition and it's paying dividends big time but the Rangers are rolling hot right now you got Mika getting involved in the offense a little bit more Okay, you got Fox doing what he does. Jacob Truba banging bodies. I think we have an absolutely stacked team. Everybody is but counting Truba us out. Truba train. Choo, choo. Truba train, boys. Everybody's counting us out. They have us like halfway up down the list on potential to win a Stanley Cup, and I like that. I, I want you to sleep on us. I understand we, we've been having problems winning those games against uh playoff contention teams, right? We, we lost to the Avalanche. We lost to the Capitals. We lost to the Golden Knights. But you know what? This win tonight was a big win. The win against the Flyers was a big win also. You got Northeast hockey banging bodies. But an original six matchup going into tonight at the Garden, okay, this was a must-win game to just provide that boost of energy going through the rest of the season, that they're not phonies. They're not pretenders. They're only they're not just cleaning up the scrap points in, in, in the Northeast divisions. No, we're getting the wins that matter, and tonight mattered. Original six, we won, and we won big fashion six to three. I have one think More important than that is coming back down big. Going yeah. down, and, and and for those who don't watch hockey, 3-1 may not seem like a big deal. Games end 3-1. Periods yeah. generally don't. So going out 3-1 in the first period, the Rangers looked, and you and I, we, we, we very briefly talked about that. They looked like dog shit coming into the mm-hmm. first period. Everybody looked really slow. Looked dead. Nobody's helping Igor. There was no uh, energy. I, I mean, I, it, I believe the. Uh, I, I believe Toronto put up. I want to say seven shots on goal before we registered one, and two of them Absolutely. went in. Absolutely. So it, it's it's not the way you wanted to start, but the bounce back is tremendous. It it, it, and, it and we, we have more a lot than of covers for that slow start. And and the, it, we were very loose. We were very bad with the penalties. I mean, it, and it was just like obvious, easy calls. Um. I, I don't know what it is because you can't you can't blame any road trips or anything like that. They should have been fresh. They should have been ready to go. They had a couple of days off. Um, they had, but you, you know what? They off COVID protocol today. They did. They did have a couple bodies come up uh, COVID protocol. But you know what? I, I, I don't like using that as an excuse because it's happening all over the league. It's happening every game, every day. It's just something that that you know we're living with and we're fighting through. And every team has to face that. So I, I don't like that excuse. I didn't like it when the Islanders try to use it against us. I thought it was a bullshit excuse. Um, it, it, it's unfortunate. It does affect the flow of the team, but it's just something – it's like anything else. you you, you got to battle through it. you got to fight through it. Everybody's so, dealing with it. We have one. I, I would never say that the COVID protocol thing would affect us to the point where we lose that day because that guy's not playing. Right. But I think it's more of a situation where they come back after having not played and they're rusty – for that right, day, but not just start a the first player into the mix. Right, I understand, but the first five or six minutes, the entire team was rusty. And you know what? And that might have been COVID protocol mixing because those the now those lines are not a little bit different. Uh, but you know and what? You five know six what? minutes, and they're back into it.
3: And make you know adjustments what? after the after,
0: uh, after the um, after the last game. You know. Uh, Philip Heedle had a great game. They bumped him up in the lineup. I mean, and you like to see that. I, you know what? I, I like seeing those moves. I hate when coaches just rely on their lines and that's it. I like to see movement like that. Not not the movement that John Totorella kept rolling through with the Rangers, because mostly because everybody's getting hurt from shot blocking because the guy was block a shot first as if the goalie didn't have pads on to do that. But I like to see movement when it's deserved. And Heedle got a nice bump up, and I I I, I really enjoy. When you can lean on somebody that's the hot hand that has the hot stick on the ice and move them around and, and see how it works out, because every once in a while it really pays off. I think, Rook, uh, I think Rook has,
2: <laughs> I have one thing I wanted to chime in when you're talking about Reeves, because I love yes. Ryan Reeves.
0: Who doesn't? Uh, does. You
2: guys see the video of him when I guess the game was starting? He was like, see release us!" Yes, like, <laughs> yes. That that just guy just is awesome. Us. He just keeps the lock. Listen, room. Like, you need guys like that in the locker.
0: Room. You know what? I was gonna say when when you were when you were praising Reeves, I was gonna say, and he's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Everybody loves Ryan Reeves. Go figure. The guy that who's most likely to punch you in the teeth is <laughs> the guy right. everybody likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you, then, you know my what, what? That's point
2: the other is, thing. What about? Uh, uh was it uh brandon uh schneider his start last week he came up the first game got a goal right right down so, he came up from the wolf pack
0: that's weird usually we trade them away they come back and they get their first goal against us yeah, yeah exactly
2: what in here would you how do you feel about him moving forward
0: i like i like seeing young talent come up and prove that they can play in the nhl because it just furthers the depth of especially when you're coming down the stretch Hockey is a long season, and you're going to need those guys to be able to bring up. You're going to need to fatten up that roster a little bit with guys. You you can't try somebody out at the end of the year when you're going into playoffs. You need to know who you can rely on, who can play the game at that upper NHL level. And I, I love what I saw out of the kid. So it, it just makes you think that we have enough, we have enough potential in the, the Wolfpack. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say everybody, but you have enough potential in the lower end that if something does happen, COVID protocol pops its ugly head out right when you're going into the playoffs. You have pieces that you can put into place that are gonna be able to step in and not just just be a stand-in, but do the job. And, and I love seeing it. Now he
2: go did he go back down yet or he, he's he staying up for a while? He played the, today.
0: He did yeah, play right today. Out it. He's staying up. Well, well, see how long he stays up for. I right. mean, he's up for the moment. Because okay. I think who else who did we just lose to the uh we just lost somebody to uh, COVID protocol. One second. Whatever. Either way. <laughs> Either way. It but doesn't I, Sal, matter. It doesn't matter who the Rangers have on COVID protocol. As we talk about Mika Zabanijad, uh voted into the NHL All-Star game and, however, needed to gracefully – Bow out due to personal concerns. Now, this was a bit of a problem across the league simply because the NHL was going to suspend him for not attending the All Star game. I just want to point out, I love that. I love that. Fans I vote these game. players in to play yeah, in this game because they want to see the guy play. Absolutely. If he doesn't show up in the NFL, it's one thing because of the Pro Bowl taking place before the Super Bowl. I Correct. get that. Like, you can't get injured before the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah, but but there is no reason, um, there is no reason for a player not to go to basically a fan, a fan favorites game. Like, there's like no reason. Oh, well, right the play now from is is play clear. A player has a whole fucking off season. There's nobody else getting that much time off from work at a regular job. They get paid millions of dollars to work. I think the longest season. A regular season is baseball has like a six month regular season yeah all the other sports are like four months five months and then the playoffs are like eight months long if you make the playoffs right because basketball and 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 hockey have like six month long playoffs they go from april to june yeah if you make the playoffs yeah right if you go to the right, you, you essentially start in september and you finish in june so it, it's a. Uh... It's a long season. I mean, listen, you, you don't know what's going on. I didn't read into – I don't know if they said what was going on in his personal life. I, I mean, the only thing I could say that – so I'm fact, okay with him seeing the game for personal reasons, but I like the N- NHL's policy. I like the NHL's policy for that reason. Like you said, you are you want people to come out and see the best of the best. And if you're voted in as the best of the best, you want to be there represent not, not just your team – but the people that voted you in, that put their faith in you, that have enough, you know, admiration for you that they think you deserve to be there, you should be there. But you don't know the personal issues that he, he, uh, you know, is going through. On top of the fact that, I mean, imagine being that guy that's like, oh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to make the all star game out. Oh, my sister's wedding is that weekend. I got to go to my sister's wedding. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I got to go play hockey. That's rough. That's a oh, rough one. I could, I could, I could oh, yeah. feel for somebody in that kind of but, deal. But here's the deal. You, you would know that in advance. It's not like all of a sudden you're like, oh, my sister's wedding. No, you would know that well in advance. You'd be like, hey, guys, I'm not – like, don't put your name in the hat because he was voted in as, as the last guy. Right. I, listen, I, I agree with you. I think there's situations that call for you being allowed to miss it. But if you get voted in, it should be a legit, ironclad, rock-solid reason that, all right, this guy has a good excuse, it, and it's not really an excuse. He can't make it. Not, no, oh, not you a, know what, it's, it's I, reason. I, I, he's got a valid reason for not being there. Right. You know, yeah, uh and, like but every sport doesn't have that, baseball specifically. And I, sometimes I think that's just bullshit. Like, oh, he just doesn't want to go. He wants four days off. Like, fuck you, dude. This is for the fans. Like, then you know what? Yeah. And you're not allowed to call that an all-star year. So that when you go to the contract table, you can't sit there and say you were an all-star because you didn't show up to the game. Because they took a picture of the All-Star team, and you weren't there that day. So clearly you weren't an All-Star. So don't right. go to the contract table and said, well, I made the All-Star team. Can you use didn't. It you an didn't. Accolade. You weren't an All-Star. Doesn't go on on the resume. I, you right. know, that's it. I mean, it, again, in, in the case of Mika Zabonija, that's a little different. But most other sports, guys don't show up to the Pro Bowl or the All-Star game or whatever it is, simply because they're selfish and they don't care about the fans. They care about themselves. But let's get back on topic about NHL All-Stars. Adam Fox also... uh Elected to the all-star game, <clears throat> excuse me, as well as I believe our Timmy Pan- Panarin. Chris Kreider.
2: Chris Kreider. I'm sorry.
0: Then it what then it was Chris Kreider, not our Timmy, Panarin. Yeah. Um elected to the All-Star game. Excuse me. Um, obviously, I I'm kind of noticing like, hey, okay, Panarin didn't make it. His numbers aren't where you'd like them to be right now. Right. Had some COVID protocol issues. I'm okay with that. Uh, Kreider's having an amazing season. Mike pulled down, uh, 50 points this year. Plus, um, he might, uh, he's going to, he's going to hover around that, that record that Yager put up years ago. Um, obviously the rainy Norris trophy, uh, recipient is going to be in the all-star game. He had another two goals tonight, but nobody seems to be talking about outside of New York. The Igor snub. And Thank you for that. I'll give I'll give I'll give credit to, to Rook on that one. The Igor snub, Igor leads the NHL in a number of categories and is not in the all-star game. Now, as a Ranger fan, you're kind of sitting there going, Okay, good. Uh, we get a couple days' rest, right? Uh but at the same time, I, I want our goalie best to be numbers in the league. recognized for the for the guy that he is. God damn it. He has the best numbers, numbers in the, the league.
2: league. Yeah.
0: The The only thing he doesn't lead in is wins. Right, Mm -hmm. that's it. I think his goals against—I mean, it took a little hit tonight—but his goals, his goals against, number one in the league, under two. His number, his number goal is—he's number one in goals against. Yeah, right. But I'm saying they scored three tonight, so it'll bump up a little bit. But it still should be just barely two. We'll see what his competitor does, right? But uh, number one in the in the league, though, as a goalie, you know, like he's he's top three in a multitude of categories other than wins. Why isn't he in the All-Star game? There's, there's just no rationale behind it. It does not make sense. Uh, other than... It's because everybody's sleeping on that. the Rangers right now. Everybody's sleeping on the Rangers right now. Everybody thinks that they're just there, and it's a, a, a good luck run, and that's it. I mean, the plus 2,500 to win the Cup says it all. When's the last time you saw somebody leading the league in points or number three in points and leading the division, leading, leading the... Uh, the Metropolitan Division, number two in, in the uh, – what are they, the Atlantic? The Atlantic, thank, thank you, the time. Atlantic. Yes, the Atlantic, right? A- a- and you're going to say they're plus 2,500? How are they not plus eight, plus nine? I mean, I showed you the list of the Everybody's teams that are ahead of them. Powerful. It's a joke. Yeah. It, it, it's really left. Listen, that's one thing that the Rangers are that other teams are not. They're a complete team. The team itself has to do well. They win as a team rather than other teams that have to lean on Ovechkin or a Crosby or somebody like that. And I think that as other people are seeing that as a detriment, I feel that that's exactly what you want a professional hockey team to be, a team, a complete unit that works as one to achieve the goal. And I mean – up and down the roster, you you see defense, you see goal scoring, and you see tremendous efforts by the goalie. I mean, those numbers—it's it, a 100% a snub, but good. Let the guy get a couple of days off, sleep on them, sleep on him. Right. And as it's a Ranger fan, there. I'm sitting here going, "Fine, you can sleep on him," but at the same time, I I want him to get his respect. Uh, Rookie, what do you got to think? Of? Any thoughts about that? No, I agree with you guys. I think he's—I think it's a complete snub. You got a, you got a guy who's
2: number one goalie in the, in the entire league. Like we said, there's stats are number one. He's the top of of his of his profession right now, and he's not in an All Star game. I mean, it's just I think it's unbelievable. I'm happy Kreider's in. I think it's well deserved. He's having an incredible year. He's Mister Power Play, and then Adam Fox. I mean, what else can we say about Mister Adam Fox? I mean, he's just he's just. I mean, he's he's an incredible defender. He scores as well. Um, he's a Norris Trophy winner. So I mean, it's just uh, two goals tonight. Back to that point. Two goals tonight too. So I mean, these guys are playing well. The Rangers are a complete team, like mm. TJ complete said. team playing I mean, everything. Complete, TJ yeah. said, "I agree with completely."
0: As, as opposed to our cross town neighbors, yeah. that I think we can all agree that we can describe them as pajamas. Yeah, Butch Goring. They are one hundred percent pajamas. One hundred percent. Dude, which, which I, is ironic. I mean, they call John Tavares Pajama Boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think he jumped shipped at the right time. He did of fans hate him, but I, I guess he bailed at the right time, right? You know what, though? They, they peaked. They peaked last year. And, 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 for and me, look at the, for me, I, I, for look me, at the return the well that they're having. the franchise, your valley and your peak isn't that far apart. Right. You know, your your valley and your peak goes like this. You're, you're still, your you should still be closer to the top of the bell curve and not have such a high rise and then such a hard fall.
3: Right. and and how many
0: it. what pieces did they lose in the offseason that would equate to such a drastic drop but again they'll say covid and 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 that's not a thing like that's everybody's dealing with it everybody's yeah. dealing with it. Yeah. I, uh, I, and I if you're going to sit here and try and tell me that it's because of covid then your players are not doing the right thing yeah i mean something, how is it that everybody else in the league is doing the right thing and they're not get falling in on such hard times as you yeah You're most affected, yeah. Something is wrong, and you know what's funny is I believe last week or the week before, um, we you know, you actually got the Rangers getting a little uh notice from the Barstool guys, and you know, I'm pretty sure they uh they they made a t shirt as as saying that they're a wagon team, that people should jump on the bandwagon because they're a wagon team and and they're gonna start. We're one of the youngest teams, if not the youngest teams in the NHL. You got a team that's complete, you got a team full of young guys, you got a team team full of guys that i i mean i if you told me right now that chris carter before the all-star break is going to be cracking 25 goals i, I would have been like i, I would, i'll take 25 goals in the season i mean yeah. the guy in front of the net is lethal, he hit 30 goals for the season i would have crapped my pants yeah the guy is lethal in front of the net he's a redirection king i think he has probably what 14 15 goals off of just you know tipping redirection goals in front of the net he He's unstoppable. It's amazing watching some of these goals go in. Yeah. And and, and you know what? That's the one thing that the Rangers have been missing that, you know, they've always been close to the bottom in their power play. You you go to the guard and you scream, shoot the puck, because they pass it around the outside for about 45 seconds and then the puck trickles out across the blue line. You're getting everything you want out of this team. As a Ranger fan, you should be ecstatic. As an Islander fan, you should be jumping off a bridge at this point because the fall from grace is tremendous. yeah, well, is there, are there any bridges out there worth jumping off of? No, I don't think so. But talking about jumping from things to other things, let's move on to any NA- NFL playoffs. Uh, I'll call it super bad wild card weekend because my God, was that really bad football? I think we saw one game worth watching. Everything else was absolute trash. And for our people south of the border, it was Basura. <laughs> All right. Absolute garbage. Uh, I would say there was two, about this two games worth watching. The best game was the Bengals Raiders game. Bengals Raiders and Cowboys. Okay. Raiders, right. And I kind of saw that going that way anyway. And you yeah. know what the, the Raiders get for beating the fucking charges when we all could have had what we wanted and watched the NFL crumble last week if they would have just tied. Well,
2: if the Chargers got in, they're playing the Chiefs and it's probably a much better game than seeing Big Ben Noodle Arm. Barely making passes down the field and and having Justin Herbert 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 with his I stuttered all over that Justin <laughs> Herbert with his like rocket arm throwing sixty yard passes down the field. Wait, wait.
0: In the words of of Peyton, laser rocket arm.
2: Yeah, laser rocket arm throwing sixty <laughs> yard bombs against Patrick Mahomes in an absolute shootout. Instead, we got Big Ben
0: falling over himself all over the place. Good God, that game was disgusting to watch. It was awful. It was awful. It, it, not even worth watching. You knew it was exactly what was going to happen. They were not anybody that could sit there and say this season watching Ben Roethlisberger play that they are a playoff team. You were out of your mind. It was a waste. An absolute the waste. Played well. The Eagles too. Eagles is was a waste too. The, yes. the defense played well for the for the for the Steelers, and Najee Harris is a is a force to be reckoned with in, in my opinion. The defense he, did play well until end of the second when no, they scored um, fourteen unanswered. I, I I did not enjoy watching TJ Watt face mask somebody and then turn to the ref and go, but he was holding me and that's why I had to get a personal foul. <laughs> that happened. He grabs the running back. He grabbed I'm pretty sure it was Najee Harris. Grabs him by his face mask, or either that, or it was Claypool. Grabs him by his face mask. Pulls him like let let's go. Like he pulls it. Let's go. The ref throws the flag. And he goes, but he was, but he was holding me, so I had to break that guy's neck. You don't understand, like, and I was just like, "Really, TJ? Really?" I think, uh, I, I, I think the most, uh, I would say, surprising thing to come out of this weekend was the Kyler Murray hate. I mean, oh my god, oh god, yeah, I mean, mean, that all over him. Kyler Murray hate. If he played for the Jets, would have been nine thousand times worse. I agree. I haven't seen any Kyler Murray hate. On Twitter, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. I have seen a lot of people say, man, if Kyler Murray played for the Jets, that would have been over for him. His career would be over. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say about 15 minutes after they left the locker room, he had like half the uh, sports media in this country blocked because they were just roasting him.
2: <laughs> well, I'll say i say about that game. It was the first ever Monday night playoff game. I know? hated it, by the way. I didn't yeah, like I it agree. either. I agree. But it is weird because it was like, on, yeah, I the three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. If they're gonna do it that way, that Monday night game was that it, it should have been a better game. I mean, I thought the Cardinals defense is better this year, but I guess they've been playing like crap. And then I thought the Rams defense would fall apart eventually. Like they did the week before and like other times in the season. Jalen Ramsey like, and Aaron Donald. Up. That's all you gotta say. No, I know, but you've seen we've seen the Rams defense fall apart. Look at week eighteen; they didn't play that great against the Niners. The Niners I, came. I, all we've back. seen
0: everybody fall apart this season.
2: That's true, but that's the should have been Titans.
0: A and the Jets beat the Bengals this year.
1: Yeah, That's all you got to say.
2: But you about think, people
0: falling apart.
2: Yeah, I know. But you would think that game would have been better as two rivals who seen each other before played two games against each other previously in the year. They were both good games, and then in the playoffs, just absolutely dominate the other. Like it wasn't
0: even close. Like I shut that game off at halftime. I didn't feel like even watching it anymore. I. Uh, that being said, I think we're missing the the albatross the uh, the elephant in the room. Dak Prescott's performance. Against the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk about that game Sunday first.
2: Week. We'll talk about that game first. Then we'll get to that moment. But that game was on Nickelodeon. Did you guys watch Nickelodeon? I games? watched
0: it on Nickelodeon because it was way more fun. It the only fun. thing I did not like about that game on Nickelodeon was that kid, Little Dylan. I think his name is Little Dylan. I don't know. I didn't, I because he was anything. using all this Gen Z vernacular. And I was just like, at one Where's point, he's Liddy. He's <laughs> like, like, this game it? is Liddy. And I was like, you lost me, kid. You're, like, texting Sal. Hey,
2: Sal, what does this mean? Don't- uh,
0: yeah, I, I was, Transitioning, Transitioning. I was, I was yeah. sending Sal messages like, hey, Gen Z, what the fuck is Liddy? And he said, it, he means lit. And I go, what does that mean? Is that a, that's the band that sings My Own Worst Enemy, right? And he was like, <laughs> it means it's cool. I'm like, well, then why the fuck didn't he just say that? You kids today. Yeah. I swear to God, I would if my son ever said Liddy to me because he was watching Nickelodeon, I would just get rid of cable altogether. Listen, it would T. be thrown. I would throw the box out of the house. T. It would just get run over in the street. It's and the happen. immortal words of Scar from the Lion King. Be prepared. Seriously. It's coming. It's coming. Oh my god. But
2: we'll go back to that game though.
0: I'm gonna uh, make him with uh, Jesus Sandals to school and be like, because those shits a litty. Like, get out. So Stephen Samuel in D. February D.
2: Samuel was the first uh 49ers wide receiver to have a rushing touchdown in the playoffs. Which I thought was incredible. I think Debo Samuel is one of the best downs in the NFL. I think Debo 30.
0: Samuel runs the ball a lot because he can't catch. <laughs> he has. I mean, he's a good talent. He's fast. He runs. He, he drops five percent of the ball ball. He passes on his way. way. He plays wide receiver too, though. He could catch touchdowns. I'm not saying he doesn't listen. He's very talented. I'm just saying is he runs the football because he can't catch.
2: <laughs> That's probably true. You know what? You I mean, know what's funny though? Evan Hester.
0: I, I was going to say I, I actually really respect and I always respect when athletes take the time to do this is I didn't realize that was his thing that before games, Debo Samuel likes to go over to the sidelines and throw passes to fans and just have a catch with them and then goof around about how bad they throw it back to him. That's, pretty so, I know, think that's though, awesome. I love when, I love when players team. interact with fans and, even, and I, and I applaud Debo Samuel for that one because, uh, Baseball players do that a lot. You'll see a lot of baseball players, outfielders specifically, they'll go in the outfield and they'll just have a catch with a kid yeah. in the seats. I've seen Aaron Judge do his it. Life. I've seen Ken Griffey Jr. do it. I've yeah. seen uh, Tory Hunter do it. I've seen a couple of guys on the Mariners. I can't remember off the top of my head right now who it was. But going to the sideline and finding a kid and throwing him a ball is everything in the world to that kid and any yeah. athlete that takes a time out of his professional work day to give to a child and change their life you know you just got to clap it up to them and say they fucking get it they get you it know- it, and any interaction is great. I mean, today was National Popcorn Day, and they kept replaying when Don Mattingly went over to the first base side for a pop-up that it went into the seats, walked over and started eating a kid's popcorn was just looking at him. The kid was <laughs> the like, looking up. Don Mattingly was just looking down like, ooh, free popcorn. The kid's like, who's touching my popcorn? And Don Mattingly was like, I don't know. That? Don Mattingly was like, I love popcorn. Yeah, so, no, yes. exactly. Ow, so good had... Prince Fielder with the nachos. Absolutely.
2: That so was back also to the Niners-Cowboys, awesome. we have the, uh, you know, obviously the Niners come out strong. They start off that game. Um, they look like
0: a playoff team. They yeah, look they like do. a team, look team that really deserved good. to be there. And you know what? They had a couple miscues this season. They mm-hmm. they came out firing on all cylinders. And, I mean, the the way they moved down the field, it, it was awesome. And you have Garoppolo throwing insane passes. That That was a game to watch right there that I wasn't expecting to be, you know, impressed no. by.
2: And the defense played well, too. And then, Nick, yeah. go into the uh, that final drive there. Dallas has the ball. Chance to uh, win the game because they're all down by six. So if they get a touchdown and an extra point, they win the game. Yep. And then Dak Prescott, our Nick was talking about this before. So I, don't, I know you want to go into this, Nick. So go
0: ahead. I mean, if that's the play call, fire Mark. I don't know why Mike McCarthy has not been fired yet. If that's the play call. Now, yeah. if, if Dak went off script and didn't see his option and just took off. Yeah, That's not Mike there. McCarthy's fault. Fire him anyway. But, <laughs> oh, I'm not, and I, and I have nothing against Mike McCarthy, and I'm not a, I'm not a cowboy hater. The only reason I hate the Cowboys is because Skip Bayless is a Cowboys fan, and I just don't like him because he looks like a slimy old man. <laughs> like, he's a slimy old man that still dresses like he's 22, and he's, like, 65. Yeah, it's weird. And he's, like, wearing Jordans with, like, a suit. Like, dude, you are not Liddy. Stop, please, please <laughs> like, stop. You know, stop. like you stop. Not, you can't use uh, it now. Uh, listen, stop. <laughs> anyway, listen, so back to the
2: you, play. Dak, Dak has fourteen seconds left in the clock. He's going down the field. Decides to do a QB draw. Runs down the field, and I don't know. I guess they don't oh, again.
0: Anymore. Allegedly decides to do a QB draw. We don't know who called that play.
2: Yeah, okay. Allegedly, so we don't know who
0: decided to call. But that was counselor me. allegedly leading Alleg- the witness. Yes.
2: And we don't know. No one really knows what it was. Either Mike McCarthy, the OC, or Dak doing it. Either way, 14 seconds left. No timeouts left. They get to the line. Now, usually what you do is when you get to the line, you go down. You get that ball to the official as soon as possible so they can spot You would throw it at the umpire. They did not do that. They spotted the ball themselves. They have, Now they have to wait for the umpire to come. He handed it off to the center. He gave it to the center. Then he blocks the ref from getting to the ball. Well, not like only that, the center count, yeah. spots it a yard further. Yeah, and he's got to put it back. It and then it was spotted, just wasn't spotted. It was. Oh no, spotted. it was still
0: spotted wrong by the um, by the umpire.
2: Yeah, but the ball. But either way, the ball was not snapped before the clock ended.
0: Right. So, I'm just saying is when the umpire touches the ball, now it can be snapped. Right. There wasn't enough time. Either way, that's not the right position. No, but it's either way, point, it's not.
2: Technically it's not
0: speaking, ball. when Dak hands the ball off to the center. A flag should have been thrown for delay of game.
2: Yeah, technically speaking. But the Cowboys fans and the Cowboys are blaming the refs, including Dak
0: Prescott. It's not the their fault. The, the, you know what? I picture the lack of accountability the- and leadership on Dak's part. Yes, but the call yes. to now change the rules. Well, until the clock shouldn't run until the ref puts the puts hands on the ball. The game has been that way. Be better at clock management. Be better this at saving your timeouts. This right. This isn't, oh, well, it happened to us and it shouldn't have happened. Guess what? You had that much time on the clock. You knew you had that much time on the clock. You don't you run were- the fucking ball. Exactly. I agree. You know, and, I, and I saw that jackass skip Bayless go. The Dallas Cowboys were a better football team. They just weren't prepared to play better. No, no, they weren't. That's why they lost. That's why they lost. Yeah, they weren't a better football team because they weren't a better football team. That's it. They lost. Yeah. Get over it, Skip Bayless. Get over it. The Your Cowboys team lost, and win you look like more of a jackass because you won't accept the fact that they just weren't that good. Right. Listen, yeah. the Cowboys cannot win a big game, and they used to blame it on Tony Romo, but you can't do that shit anymore. Okay, they cannot win a big game. End of story. They—they just you—you you could do whatever you want in, in the regular season. Okay, and they, you can't say they don't have the talent to move forward in the playoffs because they d- definitely have the talent to move forward, but they just can't seem to get that monkey off the back. And well, you know, it, it, it comes down to that big play moment. You know, for all the hatred Mark Sanchez gets for the butt fumble and things like that, he was big in a lot of playoff games. Absolutely, you know, he was big. And Dak is not. There are some guys that just mm-hmm. are not playoff clutch. I hate Eli Manning, but that man was playoff clutch. Couldn't mm-hmm. play during the regular season. He'll lead the league in every stat other than yards and touchdowns. So basically fumbles and interceptions and incomplete passes. He'll lead in that. But when you get that man in the playoffs and he can play some fucking football all of a sudden, it was like he needed the whole season to warm up. Right. I mean, he only made the playoffs like twice in his career. So, Listen, my final take on that is the fact that I don't want to hear Cowboy fans saying that they got hosed or screwed or anything like that. The game has been the game. It's been the same way. The clock runs. I don't want to hear it. You tried to run the fucking ball with that little bit of time on the clock. What did you think was going to happen? That was so stupid. I mean, everybody in the NFL knows on defense when the clock is running, you lay on the guy that has the ball. You try to delay that clock as much as you of can course. because guess what? You're allowed to.
2: <laughs> so moving on from that, uh, I won't get too much in the Eagles' Bucks. That was the slaughter, as we said before. Steelers and Eagles probably didn't really deserve to be in the playoffs. And but uh, so.
0: Steelers, last game for Ben Roethlisberger, so – If he raped somebody, it will be on his own personal time. And I don't feel his (laughs) time anymore. All right. Well, allegedly, if he raped someone. Um,
2: (laughs) Moving on. The last game that we didn't really talk about was the Bengals Raiders. It was a close game. Uh, I think kind of what the difference was was that weird whistle play where Joe Burrow was towards the the sideline. The ref uh, does an inadvertent whistle, pretty much stops some of the defenders, and then they score a touchdown on it, and then the touchdown is upheld where they were saying that apparently on, on the broadcast was that it should have been a redo and play that down again as opposed to giving them the touchdown. Raiders lose by a touchdown. So, you right. know, Raiders fans are upset about it. It is one of those weird things where, you know, unfortunately it does happen, mistakes happen, <laughs> but the rule should have been pl- applied there at that point. Right. But it wasn't. Uh, that I thought that was a good game as well. Great game. Uh, Came like down to the wire.
0: Yeah. Hard fought. I, I mean. I thought the Raiders had it at the end. I thought yeah, they were going to so tie it up, but I did yeah. as well. But Joe Burrow moves on. I'm not a fan of fans blaming wins and losses on one play.
2: No, I get
0: that. I agree with you. I believe because not. there was a whole game to be played. Like you know, I I missed that game on Saturday. I had plans. But just for like as an example, the the, the 49ers and, and Cowboys game, fans want to blame it on that ending, right? Well, what about the 12 penalties? That took place before that. I think it was 14 penalties in the Cowboys. In I, it was probably 14 penalties. Yeah, 14. What about those? You know, like you don't lose the game in the fourth quarter. You no. lose it in the first, second, and third. And now it comes down. Sal says 15 total penalties. Wow, Thank you. 15, so we both were lower. All right. Price is right. I'd win though. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the bang, the Raiders didn't lose because of that one play there's probably 10 plays that they lost because of and it ultimately came down to that one play that was the straw that broke the camel's back and that's what it came down to uh you know you don't again you don't lose the game in the ninth inning or in the fourth quarter or in the third period you lose it the entire way through because there's opportunities the whole way through of course but you only want to focus on that one part where you got the short end of the stick because it makes you feel better about the fact that you failed the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, I think also fans do, you know, do tend to do that because it's like, well, that's the
2: one play that probably could have changed the momentum of the game. So at that point, I'm mean, great. It was In, early in your favor.
0: In What's that? In your own favor. Well, yeah, of course. But I mean, if you look at it. You could have won it, though. The, the previous 15 plays total. Let, let's say, if, like, Sal says 15 penalties. If those 15 penalties never occur, you probably win the game.
2: Yeah, well, of course. But I'm saying for the Raiders' sake at that point, that was early second quarter, I think, when that touchdown happened. You still okay. had two quarters of football to play to get that game tied. And, you know, it didn't happen for them. But, I mean, it is when there's a bad play like that and it sticks out in everybody's mind and it's constantly talking about in the media, like every like everybody was talking about after the game. So it just it sticks out, everyone talks about it, and then it sticks with everybody like, oh, we would have won that game if it wasn't for this one play everyone keeps talking about.
0: So it does happen. It's just, and that that's sports though. That's sports. I don't disagree with you on that one, you know? but I think it's more of a person who's not playing because me as a competitor, I, I, oh, yeah. I, and TJ can attest to this. We played baseball for years together. People used to ask me like, what was your favorite play you ever made? I never really mm-hmm. concentrated on the ones I made. It was every play I didn't make. Mm-hmm. It, it was every play. Like I'm like, I could have fucking stretched it into a double. I could have made that catch. I could have made that throw. And I didn't. I don't think about like the umpire fuck. I I can't remember one time where the umpire fucked me and I'm sitting there going fucking umpire fucked me. Okay. Cosmos <laughs> and nails on the bench. All right. Well, let's go. But I just want last thing about the NFL. Oh, I got two things about the NFL. Well, then we're going to go well, into the uh, divisional round. Well, one thing about I'll say is uh, the first thing I'll say is I picked all the winners this weekend. It's
2: good. I did terrible. So Watch watch the video last week.
0: I yeah, picked you all your great. winners this weekend.
2: I did. I, I was horrible. I said the Cardinals. I think mean, TJ did pretty good, too, actually. Yeah, TJ did pretty good. I, did, I, I think Cardinals. I got the Cardinals
0: wrong, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, I think you just got the Cardinals. I said Cardinals, um, I
0: said Raiders. Um, and uh, and uh, I want to clap it up for Joe Hayden. I want to clap it up for Joe Hayden. Uh, these Club are our the golf clap of the week. Of all the people in the NFL, and, and I'm not saying nobody else has done it, I'm saying I haven't seen anybody else. I haven't seen anybody else do it. And Joe Hayden tweeted today. My NFL players just getting into off season. Please be smart. Get a driver or car service. One night can change your life. With all that's happened in the NFL this season with between Henry Ruggs, uh, who's the other guy from the, the Raiders that also got a DUI this year? It's Josh Jacobs,
2: but he uh he actually he got a DUI but he beat it. He wasn't at the actually,
0: I don't get into legal terms of it, but he basically wasn't found guilty of being drunk yeah he 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 skated okay i got it he drove his car for five feet turned it off and parked in front of the fucking arm that lifts you up out of the garage because he wasn't in a parking space okay so clearly he moved his car but when they caught him the car was not moving and he was sleeping with the keys in the ignition yeah in new york he's going to jail just throwing that out there new jersey too but las vegas in new york if you're in the car with your keys you're going to jail new jersey too it's the same thing all right, so yeah, he, he had intentions on driving drunk and then decided at the last minute he was more tired than he was anything else. But point being is, of all people in the NFL, and I think there needs to be more veterans like Joe Hayden uh, who are advocating for being safe on your personal time. There aren't enough veterans going to these younger players, telling them, dude, don't get in trouble on your personal time. There's no it, excuse it, it, They it, have it. all the money in the world. I mean, how many how many times did I go to a barbecue with you, Nick, or uh, meet, meet you at a bar and I'm taking a cab or an Uber or anything? You or, take your or wife. really smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, no do I don't, don't want her to be life. on the road with all those drunks leaving the bar. Your wife drives. That's, she doesn't have a drink. She just sits there and watches you and me drink. When she was <laughs> pregnant, that was the greatest time ever. She would just come just to like socialize, and you would drink, and she'd just be sitting there like, but I hope this is how she stands too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she would do what I was doing with the Ranger score and just stare at me and be like, You done yet?
1: <laughs>
2: so <laughs> I started
1: drinks.
0: Yeah,
2: I think I think more people should advocate for cabs, Ubers. I mean, it's too you know, easy now. It's Ubers way too Lyft, easy now. Way too easy. Even if the league has for- their own car service, they have their own car service. And the thing is too, like these guys make so much money. We just talked about how much money they make. Uh, you know we're talking about Dak giving the $500, it's like nothing. A drop in the pen, just hire a cab a driver, just hire a driver mm-hmm. for just the week. Just always have a driver, no matter what. You're going to practice, have him drive. Who cares? But so if you, you drive, know, you're going party out better.
0: partying, you're going to the club. Get a driver. My brother me. used to do that. My brother yeah. used to drive like, like he used to, he drove um, Derek Jeter one day. Yeah, you know, if any athletes
2: out there need a ride, give me a call, I'll come pick you up. <laughs> Leave your borough jersey home. I'll let the borough jury to stay home. Jury oh, yeah, jury. Joe Hayden,
0: thank you very much. We appreciate you setting a good example for the younger members of the NFL and trying to keep America safe from drunk drivers. Like I I, I more more people in the NFL should be putting that message out there. Um I agree. And, and good job. Good on you. Just good on you, Joe Hayden. Appreciate it. So moving on to you. the
2: divisional round of the NFL. Oh, wait. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt Joe Hayden's golf clap there, but uh, so moving on to divisional round the NFL playoffs. So, you know, we got let's see, pull up the bracket, the updated bracket here. Oh, he got rid of the banner. Hold on. All right, so we got on the NFC side, number one Packers versus the Niners. Uh, then you got the Bucks versus the Rams, and then on the AFC side, Titans, Bengals. And then Chiefs Bills. So all one, two, three, four seeds make it in the AFC. And the only real upset there was uh was the Niners uh over the Cowboys this weekend. So as we said, it was it wasn't a great weekend for the uh the wild card, uh super wild card weekend wasn't that super or wild. Uh it's pretty pretty much chalk um here in the NFL. Uh and I will say it it's interesting. That.
0: All right, listen. Hey, wait, I mean, yeah,
2: jobs. Interesting stat though. So for the NFC, um, Tom Brady is older than all of the coaches that are left besides Bruce Arians.
0: Yeah, he's so, forty-four,
2: he's and they're 44.
0: all
2: forty-two. Yeah, uh, yeah. The floor, I think, is like forty-two. Shanahan is forty-two, and then McVay is is pretty much our age. Thirty-eight. I mean, we're doing this, and he's, he's coaching. A, first of all, he's thirty-five. Pretty sure he's.
0: I don't think he's thirty-five. Oh, he's not.
2: I saw it. I saw. Captioned someone he was thirty five. Maybe he's a little. Older. He was hired when he was thirty five. Oh, was he? So he's like thirty eight then, right now. Still, he's younger. He's still Tom Brady's older than
0: him. Don't fucking lump me in with thirty eight year olds, motherfucker. Let's see. Now he's thirty five. Stack guy Sal. Stat guy Sal says thirty five. Damn you, Sal! Trying to make us
2: feel old and shit. Here he makes you feel old with the nineties thing, the Gen Z stuff. Now he's gonna make us feel older. Thanks. <laughs> we talk about pop. We talk about football and Sean McVay is thirty five coaching football. NFL.
0: I bet you he remembers pogs. He probably does. <laughs> <laughs> he probably still has a Tamagotchi on his keys. That'd be trying to he tried career. to sell me a fucking Fugazi Charizard one time. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I can see through this. this. ain't real. Wait,
2: fun fact. You know, Sean McVay won like the state of Georgia's like best player
0: in high school over Calvin Johnson. Wow. How'd that Fair. work out? <laughs> Yeah, but could probably because Sean McVay was like this a senior, and Calvin Johnson was a freshman at six for probably, two. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. They were like, "He'll he'll get it next year. never do this kid. He's got nothing." Yeah, yeah that's, oh, true. Shit. that's true. Should we get uh, Sal in here? Let Sal get some predictions in there.
2: Yeah, let me, I'll bring him back in. So here's the divisional round breakdown. So if you guys want to, I guess Nick, you want to start. I'll start. Uh, I'm gonna go.
0: I'm gonna go Bengals over Titans. Which oh, I don't think wow. is a stretch. I, re- wow. I really don't. Uh, they have a quarterback. Wow. Titans- wow. uh, I'm going to go Chiefs over the Bills because fuck the Bills and their hillbilly fans. <laughs> Fucking eating Cheerios and eating wings, and that's it in Canada. Taking the Packers over the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo is being listed as having a serious hand and shoulder injury, uh, according to Insider's So he may not play Sunday, in which case you're thrusting Trey Lance into a starting role against Aaron friggin' Rodgers. And, uh, you know, I've done it before, and it's always a mistake. But I'm going to take – because I've done it before, I'm not going to do it now. And I'm going to take Tom Brady to beat the Rams. It's not the Bucs. It's the Tampa Bay Tom Bradys. And they're going (laughs) to beat the Rams because it's fucking Tom Brady. All right, TJ, what you got? All right. I actually, uh, I hate doing this, but, uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, I'm hoping that they show up and and play a complete game. Um, they're a little back and forth, but I I think, uh, I like the Titans stacking up against the Bengals a little better going chiefs over bills, but I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm confident in that. I think the bills have the propensity to show up and play a complete game. I mean, Uh, They just literally scored a touchdown every time they touched the ball other than when they took a knee this past weekend. So that's pretty damn impressive. I think that's the first time that's been done where you score a touchdown every time you're playing offense other than when you're just running the clock out and taking knees. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, Taking the Packers over the 49ers regardless of if Garoppolo is injured or not. I think uh, the Packers are going to win that game. And then uh, how do you not take Tom Brady statistically I think uh, He's going to be running out of Fingers soon with all the Super Bowl rings he has So (laughs) I'll go with the Bucks on that
1: One
2: All right, Uh, Sal what do you got
1: I gotta go with the Bengals Over the Titans And then I'm going to go with the Chiefs Over the Bills Burrow and Mahomes That should be good Uh, I gotta go with the Packers over the 49ers Uh, you can't go wrong with Rodgers and then I gotta go With my guy Brady over the Rams, bucks right. over the Rams.
0: It's a good. Those are good picks, Sal. Those are good picks.
1: Yeah, those are those are Thanks. solid picks, Sal. I don't
0: understand why he's your guy, Brady. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about you, can, I'm concerned he about your future comments like that. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't
1: deny uh, he's the
2: GOAT.
0: Okay, that's true. So wait, is King, King Henry back?
2: back? Titans? Titans have Henry back, right? This week? They do. All right, I. You know, I'm gonna go. And I'm going to go Bengals here just because I'm going to pick them. You're, you're a Joe Burrow guy. Everybody knows that. You're an them. LSU
0: guy for years. For as long Maybe as I you, really. know you, you're an LSU forever, guy.
2: Forever. I'm just a huge LSU fan. Coach O, baby. Uh, and then I'm going to go Bills. So I'm going to go Bengals, Bills. Um, and then I'm going to go Packers, uh, Packers, Rams. Wow. Contrarian. Yeah, you know what? The Bucks, The Bucks defense has been picking up. They have been playing better. But I just, I don't know. I feel like the Rams... And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to go with the Rams. It's probably a mistake, but it's uh, it's what I'm going to go with. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I was wrong last week, so no one listened to me.
0: But <laughs> I mean, listen, if you go statistically, if Tom Brady's not playing the New York team in the playoffs, he's got a pretty damn good chance of winning the Super Bowl. Now, if he's not playing NFC
2: East team, too, because the Eagles beat him in the Super Bowl as well. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, before we move on from there with our picks, just everyone be aware we do have coming up, um, a big game bonanza with Belly Up Sports on the TV. So, let me just move this out of the way. We're going to be involved in this. What we're going to be doing is uh, gambling, uh, doing fun props, player props. Uh, we have about a 20 minute segment uh, while they do it. This will be live um, on the Belly Up uh, Sports TV channel, sponsored by Manscaped and Yeats. Um, uh, it'll be on TE Live. Uh, so live Sunday, right before the big game, we will be on with the rest of the belly up. So check them all out. You got high, low sports, TSS fantasy, uh, the belly up sports, uh, podcast, grid Island, gout, Ga- grid, I- grid, iron gallery. Sorry, I messed that <laughs> up. And then, and then MD's fantasy football show. So I'm excited to be involved in it. I think it'll be a fun time. Uh, absolutely. Especially anytime we talk stupid props and, uh, you know, uh player props that's my thing that's what i do i waste a ton of money every super Bowl. love it on stupid props how
0: how do you not listen sal heads or tails what are you you a heads guy or tails guy yeah what are
2: you on the coin flip oh tails never fails yeah tails never fails but i still bet heads because i'm like it's gonna fail eventually (laughs) we're actually gonna do do it with i believe the host of md's fantasy football he's gonna go through it with us as well so gentlemen
0: all right, well, moving on from NFL playoffs, we'll move on to short baseball-related conversations. Uh, the Yankees' uh, international free agency has arrived, and the Yankees have signed the number one overall free agent prospect. His name is Roderick Arias, and he kick is – We kicking Sal out?
2: I just realized. We can kick we can him out. We
0: we'll so can hang out.
1: Nah, I no, don't he's, I don't.
0: he's about to get kicked out of friggin' Bellworks.
1: I know Bellworks is literally gonna shut the lights on me in about 10 seconds, <laughs> but no, uh, so you can
0: hang around because you're a big
2: Yankees fan, so we'll keep you around. Then this is gonna right. be the last segment of the show, anyway. So hang around with us, talk some Yankees, and then we'll we'll close it up, wrap us up. But, all
0: right, sounds right. good. Roderick Arias, the number one prospect in international free agency this year out of the Dominican Republic where they seem to just make up names these days. <laughs> you can't imagine where a Hispanic player gets the name Roderick. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned Spanish names like Nicasio and Miguel. <laughs> but Roderick Arias, uh, shortstop out of the Dominican Republic, gets signed by the Yankees to be uh, their prospect. And he'll probably land somewhere in not this year, but maybe next year, or excuse me, mid-season, if they have a season, he will end up on Baseball America's top uh, 100 prospects. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on, on that? I mean, me personally, I just feel like everybody talks about the draft. Honestly, the draft is bullshit. Good teams don't get better through the draft. You have to be bad to get a good pick in the draft. And in baseball, unlike other sports, you cannot trade draft picks. Right. So the best you can do as a good team is to sign an international free agent, and that's what the Yankees just did. They signed the number one overall free agent. What do you guys think? Is he going to be playing with the Tarpons this year? No, well, no. <laughs> uh, well, he'll go to he'll go to a, a shorter season rookie A before he gets there.
1: <laughs> that was the only comment on it. Yeah, um, I don't. You know, I don't know much about this guy. I know he's only like seventeen, right? Yeah, he's he's seventeen. A- he's a shortstop, switch hitter.
2: He's a switch. I, I
1: heard some good things about his bat. So he's, five he's tools top he's the top international signing they have, so why not?
2: I'm he's just good happy to of, have down there. It's nice to like just see something happen MLB wise. Yeah, honestly. Like, everything else is locked out. The only thing you could do is his international sign-ins. But I like that we got a shortstop so we could trade our top shortstop to get Matt Olsen or uh oh Torres or you want to trade Torres? Torres
1: and Anthony Volpe. Oh my! God. I don't think they. Do you think they're going to trade both? Why was they the metric says
0: that a first baseman has zero value by comparison to a
1: shortstop?
2: Wait, but they want Matt Olson and uh, was it in Chapman?
1: Right, John- Chapman. I, you know, I I like Sean Maniah too. Package him in there. we need a, we yeah. need a starter. Do you guys Why know? Not?
2: I mean, Yankees need a starter. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be okay with that. We got this young kid, seventeen years old. By the time we Time we Correa needs to play third, you know.
1: <laughs> Did you hear what he want? He, they came out with a report today. He wants 339. hundred and thirty million.
0: Let's let's pump the brakes there. I'm gonna involve TJ in this. T, what do you think about the international signing? Uh, you know what? I I don't know much about the kid. I don't follow the international uh, signings like that. But if he's the top prospect and the Yankees just picked him up, I mean, why not? And if you know anything about baseball, it's if you're gonna get somebody from the Caribbean. They're probably a stud right out the gate. That's what they do. They play baseball. They make a friggin' baseball mitt out of boxes and shoelaces, and they play baseball. They don't play Nintendo. That's racist. It's not racist. It's a fact. They don't play Nintendo. (laughs) They don't sit there on fucking TikTok eating glizzies or whatever the fuck people are doing now. Okay? They play fucking baseball. It's, you know what? Somebody hit me grounders right now on this friggin' field made of rocks and stone. Okay, and they make the plays, and I love it. I just want to point out that my favorite thing was they're not on TikTok eating Glizzies. <laughs> it's a fact. I'm gonna share that with my soldiers because they say Glizzy all the time. Apparently, they're calling uh, Joey Chestnut the the Glizzy Guzzler. Oh, my God, <laughs> that That I think really just bad. following hot dogs whole wasn't already somewhat suspicious. I Holy mean, Joey God. Chestnut would be really popular in prison. The Glizzy Guzzler. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my boys. That's what my guys are telling me. I hate these corporals so much. Uh, I just honestly, these two guys that harass me with all this Gen Z conversation. I call them Zoomies. Like like Boomers are baby Boomers. Yeah, Gen Z are Zoomers. I I gotta Nick say, it. Nick, uh, given your line of work, if this is the prospect to protect <laughs> our country, I need to buy more ammo. What's messed up is that they uh they <laughs> they volunteered and others didn't. I appreciate them volunteering, but they should be the best, of the Stop best, of the best. with honors. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, I love those, those
0: guys, I love them to death. They're they're solid soldiers, but I hate them so much. Just take the tell them that regularly. But all right, so moving on, uh, uh about that Talking, we talking about international free agency. Uh, along with that, is what 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 Rook was saying is. Anthony Volpe has been listed as Baseball America's number 10 overall prospect out of their top 100 for the New York Yankees and obviously Anthony Volpe also plays shortstop as well as Oswaldo Peralta.
3: Yeah. Actually, yeah. his name
0: might just be Oswald Peralta. It's it's Oswald Peralta, excuse me. Uh and then of also the potential of signing someone like Marcus Simeon uh Trevor Story Trevor's story or uh, Carlos Correa also exists. So uh, I I think it's great that Volpe has developed himself into a top 10 prospect, not only in the Yankees organization where he's the number one prospect, but across major league baseball, minor league baseball, he is the number 10 prospect across the sport. Um, What are your thoughts on that and how it affects how, how the signing of Roderick Arias Affects that up uh, and also the potential signing of someone like Carlos Correa or Trevor Story.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I was gonna say real quick Anthony Volpe's
2: playing in Somerset uh this year for so the double A team, so we should go down there and see them and do a Absolutely. ballpark review. Where's yeah. that? It's uh in Somerset, New Jersey, right off uh with 287 278, one of those roads. Jesus, yeah, as I long, long as you're driving, and you can come pick them. me up. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think it. I think it does affect the Yankees' shortstop situation in their organization. Now that they got Roderick, you know, uh, uh, Arias, Arias, Aries. Arias, Arias. So I mean, I don't know. I'm saying it, it's it's a you'll domino it soon effect. Enough. What you'll, see, you'll know it soon enough. Yeah, I mean, it's a domino effect when you sign someone like that. If he's a top international guy, he's there. He plays the same position as two other top prospects. You got to think now we're loaded at shortstop for the future. But these all—all all these guys can't always play at the same time. You also don't know who's going to pan out, and who's not. So, yeah. is it better off to, to to ship one of these guys off to get a guy that we know could pro- get produced in MLB? I mean, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I also don't think Glaber Torres is the answer right now at shortstop. Uh, I mean, you got to—he's definitely him.
0: not the answer at shortstop. He's man, not at all.
2: And you got to move him. You got to move him. Either sign someone big name, trade off one of these guys, and improve the team somewhere else. Get a starter or something. Or you got to move Torres and then, and then sign a shortstop, which the Yankees, the way the Yankees have been spending, I don't think they're signing a big name like Carlos Correa. I mean, I would like to, but obviously Sal was alluding to it. He's going to ask. He's asking for a lot of money, and the rumors are. So, I mean, you got to go with somebody who either is in your organization or someone who's a, a, a lower, uh, maybe not as long-term deal, or if it is long-term, at least someone who's a little bit cheaper, which would be like – leave you with like a
0: Simmons or a
2: Story. So Your thoughts, T.
0: I mean, anytime you, you increase, you know, uh, I guess your team in odds of having somebody that's going to move up and and be a potential stud in your organization. And then again, you have a a top 10 guy now that can possibly become a, you know, a bargaining chip, a a, a trading chip. How does that not help your team? I mean, it it allows you, if you are stacked in one position, especially in the minors where you have big name prospects or at least prospects that are rated across the league as, you know, a a guy that's a stud without becoming a stud yet. It allows you to then improve everywhere else in your organization. So um, like Rook said, we don't know who's going to pan out. uh, Time will tell, but to have that depth at any one position and have that high of a situation as far as prospects go, it's only going to help. I mean, you don't want to, try to trade somebody away that may potentially be the guy and put all your eggs on basket and say, no, 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 Arias is our guy now without seeing him play or without letting him go through the process of developing. I mean, he's a young kid, but on paper, it appears that the Yankees are stacked in that one spot and we can make maneuvers to get a starting pitcher or, you know, somebody that's in the MLB now to make our team immediately better for somebody that, can move over and eventually be a stud in that organization. So anytime you can develop a player and make him better inside is great, but to have those trading pieces to make your organization better now is always a good thing. So. Now, uh, what are your thoughts? And I know you, you had something to say about Carlos Correa. So why don't you roll that all into there?
1: Yeah. Uh, John Heyman today reported that before the lockout, Korea wanted 330 million. And I don't see the Yankees and Cashman making that deal. Over I, how I long? I, They didn't say that. Probably, I would think 10 years maybe. But they didn't, get, they didn't no, give years. I, it. Nobody's
0: getting a 10 year deal in baseball anymore. Mm. Judge might get a 10 year
1: deal. Judge might, yeah. No,
0: not at all. By the time he's a free agent, he's 29 years old. Nobody's signing him for a 10 year deal. But the problem is, you don't think somebody else will give him 10 years and more money? No, I don't. I don't think they'll give him 10 years. I don't think anybody's going to give him 10 years. I disagree.
1: I I would be, Torres cannot play short defensively. He's horrible. He's horrible. I cringe when a ball goes to him cuz I know I'm like oh my god he's going to throw it away. He's going to go he's going to throw it to first and it's going to go over his head. It's going to it's going to go under his glove. I know what's going to happen. I would either move him to second or just package him in a deal and Maybe trade him to the A's for Olsen or a Chapman. Put Manai in there, why not? So in that in that scenario, Sal, what happens to DJ LeMayhew? Probably move him over to first. You probably gonna have to move him over to first. Oh, or you can move him to but if you trade for Olsen, he's not playing first. Well if you trade then you probably move him to third and then and then what happens for You pr- Maybe trade him too.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Think about it, you have maybe to maybe put him
1: maybe you could put you could put him in the A's deal.
2: You would have to move him, yeah. Torres at that point because then you're moving yeah. DJ all over. And then you mm-hmm. can't put him at first because then you're also losing bats with uh if Voight's still around, let's say they don't make a move for a good first baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, if Voight's still
0: around, then Cashman really just doesn't give a shit about baseball.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I agree.
0: <laughs> I agree with you there. But. Let, I mean if Voight's still around, that means they didn't re sign Rizzo. No. And they didn't trade for Olsen. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. In, in which case, Cashman literally just sat around, just not trying at all this winter. Well, let's,
2: let's
1: hope it's would not put, needed. I would put Correa at short, put DJ at third, trade for Olsen, and then second. Ah. Uh, see, see, I DJ would, I would
0: Well, I mean, are you trading labor for Olsen?
1: Yeah, you put
0: him... Well, in the then game. why is DJ not playing second and Urshela playing third?
1: True. Keep Urshela. True, yeah, at that's right. Game. Gio. If you leave Gio at third. Yeah. So you it'd know, be Gio, uh, Gio at third, Correa at short, uh, LeMahieu at second, at and then second Olsen base. at first.
0: I would say right now, if they're going to trade for Olsen, it's going to include Glaber, and it's going to include uh, Volpe. Yeah, I agree. And, and DJ is going to play second, um, you know, they, they they if they're gonna get Olsen, they're gonna get DJ. They're gonna get they're gonna have DJ at second, Olson at first. Uh, Urshel is playing third, and they got to sign Correa at that point. well I know is there's a lot of question
2: marks around the Yankees right now, That's and there's right. even either- somehow
0: they're still number two to yeah. s- to win the World Series.
2: And there's a lot of question marks around the MLB right now because we don't even know if we're gonna have a season still. We appreciate
0: your time here, spending this with us in the scoreboard addicts podcast from Anthony TJ, our intern stack guy, Sal and myself want to thank you for spending this time with us. We'll see you again next week. Cheers and have a good one. Stay rock.
2: Hi, I'm Maria
3: and I'm Mike and we're team Team ready. ready.
2: Black Hills energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready.
3: It's all about keeping you safe prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
2: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
3: Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com teamready team ready.